This year, I am really focused on my health and sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out there right now, and they are one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. No seed oils, no preservatives or toxins. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and honestly, you could taste it. I started taking Symbiotica because I was feeling sluggish and tired, and I just wanted to feel better, but I also wanted a supplement that actually tasted great. Plus, their supplements are super easy to just take on the go. They taste good. Having supplements that don't taste like chalk or artificial ingredients makes me look forward to taking them every day. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine, and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal this winter has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. I take a Symbiotica every morning with my eggs and I'm ready to go. I'm alert. And then I hit the gym. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every single month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use code BACHELOR for 15% off your subscription order. Serena, you know what I want to do right now? What's that, Joe? I want to travel because I feel like we've been stuck in this apartment for just a little too long. I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I love getting away. It's great in New York, but I could use a little bit of vacation. There's nothing I enjoy more than going on vacation with you. I agree. (laughs) You're my favorite travel partner. We can go try new restaurants, check out different cities. Should we go right now? I mean, we're always looking for our next place to go. So where should we go? Maybe a beach. I have a good idea. Take the Beachbound Vacations perfect beach finder quiz. You can find exactly what you are looking for by taking this five-question assessment. Find your perfect beach vacation and take the perfect beach finder quiz exclusively at beachbound.com. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong. Radiant. Timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Hey everyone, welcome back to Bachelor Happy Hour. I'm Serena. And I'm Joe. And we are here with none other than Blake Moines from Bachelor in Paradise. So happy, Blake, you could be here. Yeah, it's, it's been a while. I think, I think it's due. Yeah. When was the last time you were on Happy Hour? Mm, probably, probably when I was engaged. For your finale, right? So it's, been, it's been two years. Yeah, wow, two welcome years. back. We I had we had Blake on um, clickbait. Yeah, I remember yeah, yeah, that yeah. was a good episode. We really got into the wildlife. Your whole I remember you, you asked me to go on one of those trips, but I backed out. What about you? Could, could you do the whale one? What What did it entail? Uh, there wasn't really much. It's just yeah, I just have to put you in the ocean and I drag you over to the whales and just you just need to float there and just take it all. What's in. your but next underwater, one? Underwater, right? Yeah, like you're in there with the boats. It's fully submerged. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just you and the wind. What's your next one? 
I, I go to I go to Bolivia and the Amazon for six weeks and jaguars, ocelots, spider monkeys, anacondas. Do you have anything that falls under just like a little more mild? Like I don't want to die. Like I don't want to die. I don't want to get bit by anything. I don't want poison ivy. I don't want to get bit by anything. <laughs> so so this is interesting, right? Like I was I was asked this, you know, because it's been it's been girls that have come with me for the last few of them the thing is like i think it takes a specific project to like have a male come on you're not gonna come on and do sea turtles with me it's just a little odd you know yes, you like, would. yeah i would that's that more that's more my speed that's what i'm asking you you want to come out and have like a cute little excursion with me doing sea turtles? that's exactly what he wants nice. to do yeah i would do that i would do that <laughs> i would do i would like i would do like a safari and like i'm all down to like sea jaguars but they like how close are you getting to those well, this specific, well, so we're going out to try and find wild ones. We're doing a four-day little trip out into the actual Amazon, but then I'm working with a wildlife sanctuary that rehabs them. So it's a jaguar that's taken out of the pet trade, and so it's a rewilding project. So we'll be very close to them, and it's essentially trying to make it as wild as possible from being habituated to humans and trying to make them basically wild again. So, yeah, it can be – I've never done this before, so this is the first time I'm going to go do it. So dangerous, but, like, more – uh, I feel like jaguars are the scariest of animals. Like jaguars are strong, and I think they're the fastest, right? Like, uh, well, cheetahs are the fastest, but jaguars can, like, you know, you see them taking out canine, and, and they can take out essentially anything. So, yeah, it's not one you. Joe's not coming on sure. that trip with yeah. you. He'll wait for the sea turtles. No, that's not. No, 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 nowhere near. Sure. Yeah, no, yeah. Peng actually, penguins oh, is in. I, is in the. Bus. I will do penguins. Okay, I can make that. I think I can make okay, that. Happen. Do you have a penguins. favorite one that you've been on? Uh, I, when I went back and did the Kenya thing, I think we were just so close to big tusker elephants in a wild setting that that was like the most wild and real with being out of the ranges for three, with ranges for three weeks. But the whale comes close in a sense of like, I remember being in, with my snorkel and the calf and the mom are coming up real close. And they don't normally have interactions like that. And I remember just feeling like, I'm very out of place and swearing, being like, holy fuck, holy fuck, holy fuck. Because you're just, there's nothing you can do out in the ocean like that. It's up to them as to how they want to maneuver around. You can't get out of the way, really. So I remember just feeling like heart pounding, like there's nothing I can do here and just kind of take it in and thank God these are harmless animals for the most part. Because, yeah, so uh, that was a, sec a close Wow, second. that's like extreme vulnerability. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And I think that's what I chase, right? I like that, like, because not a lot really, you know, works me up, but animal encounters like that. Yeah. And, and The Bachelor, paradise. yeah. <laughs> and, 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 All right, let's, yes, get, specifically this let's get into the show, but keep me in mind for sure. penguins, because I, I like penguins. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll do it. So, Blake, 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 where should we start? Let's start with... The beginning. Let's start from the beginning. You coming down... Um, who were you interested in? Were you hesitant at all? Were you excited? What's up? Uh, I think this is the first time I wasn't like overly excited. Wasn't nervous either. I think doing this a couple of times, there's, there was nerves, but like I knew how it kind of worked for the most part. I came in very open-minded, but like, you know, there, you're always asked like what this list and when talks about this list uh, from experience coming on, like really headstrong for, Claire and then really had a song for Katie. Like I really wanted to come in with like just no expectations, loosen up a little bit and just kind of see what happens. But I did say, 
you know, okay, like Jess is cute, Kat was cute, I thought like Ariel was coming. There's some people that I like, visually thought were attractive and was like Kirsten, but I really didn't dive into much more than that. So um, that was kind of the, the look coming down. Okay. I think that that all that I was more curious. Yeah. I was more curious. I wasn't excited or anything. I was just curious about what it was looking at. Okay, so then it seems like you really it's just like kinda you and Jess are hanging out at the beginning and it seems like you're starting to you like form a relationship. Um let's talk about the beginning part of your relationship with Jess. Yeah. What was that like? Uh it, it was kind of surprising. I think it was she made it or the, what i was attracted to with her was this this calm like sweet like it was um almost like endearing like you could tell that she was nervous to be there and i, I kind of attracted to that um it you know we kissed the first time we we spoke and that kind of almost set me off in a sense that like i felt like i needed like to be careful with that you could tell that she was super sensitive and I remember walking away and going to sit down with the rest of the people in that group. And after that, I'm feeling really excited about the start of that. But I also was like nervous in a sense as to how I would manage that relationship because it, I had like almost a protective feeling about it. You could tell that she was, could be vulnerable or be upset. Like she is a sensitive person. You could feel that through that. So when I like kissed her, you know, it is a gesture. It is a gesture that you're into somebody and I didn't, and I wanted to be protective of that. And I think that kind of, I wouldn't say I shouldn't have had that mindset, but like, I think I like gravitated to her because I felt some type of I don't know, commitment. I don't know. Like when I make a gesture like that, it's like, it, but you it felt, did you nothing. feel you, felt, you felt the gesture meant something. And because you felt like it meant a lot to her, there was a level of commitment to her now. Exactly. So that it wasn't just like, you know, a nothing kiss. It was like, you know, I'm excited about this. I feel like that probably meant something to her and I want to be respectful of her feelings. So now, you know, we're going to move forward here. Because she definitely doesn't come off as one that just like throws a kiss around like that. And you can see how she kind of handles that the rest of the season. She just not want to do that. So when I'm making a gesture like that, first off, I meant it, but I wanted to be protective of that protective of her she just like gives that off you know what i mean did like, you she's not did someone you, you want to hurt did you have that conversation with her like what you're saying to us yes so i mean she knew that i was very much intern i told her pretty well right off the hop there was no one currently on the beach though that was overly like attracted to her. i wanted to you know ruin what we had i also understand there's a time limit being experienced as i am so i was like unless somebody comes down that really blows me away yes i'm open to exploring but there's nobody currently here and so i wanted to protect that in that moment okay so then when she so when she i I forget where i think it's like a bonfire or wherever it goes down one of the truth circles or whatever you guys played so many Mm -hmm. games um and jess kind of opens up about like you not necessarily being heard or you being her number one right now, but like if somebody came in, were you shocked to hear that? Oh yeah. That was truth or dare. Yeah. So there's the truth circle where like, it was so early that I feel like you're like both you alluded to like, you know, it's going good. We'll see what happens. And then once truth or dare hit, we're a little later on and someone was like, Jess is Blake, your number one. And she's like, yeah, he's my number one on this beach right now. Yeah. 
So I think the, the issue was, is that she, uh, Jess was very open about who she was potentially interested in seeing, which was Tyler and Tanner were like the ones that were the focal point. And before they came down, um, I knew that that was going to eventually be a thing. I had a feeling that they were probably going to come. And so I I also could tell that she was like struggling and very unsure with me and like knowing that they were potentially coming. So I was very uh, aware of that and was like very just calm and understood that. Where it become where it became tricky was um, I could tell that like I how do I explain this? When I sat down with her and told her, remember the the scene where we were crying, where she was crying and she walked away. Yeah, there was a struggle there. I knew that there was no one on that beach, or I wasn't waiting for anyone to come down. So my focus was on her. But knowing how open and she was to like, I still want to explore. I still want to explore, even though I. You still want to play want a little. To. You still want to play a little hard to get because. But yes, but at the same time, I also, as much as I wasn't open, I kept telling her, yeah, like. I'm open. I'm open because she was very uncomfortable with that whole topic. So it was almost trying to make her more comfortable saying, I'm also like, I'm good. Like, do your thing. I'm open too. Because if I closed off right away in the beginning, it's like, I just want you. It would have more pressure on yeah. her to like. You didn't want to so scare I like, her. I was calmer and more like, and do your thing. I'm going to be good. Sort yeah. out your shit though. And so I was trying to help her. It just came a point where I'm like, I'd be locked in right now if you were telling me you weren't waiting for anybody. Yeah. I had to eventually say that. So I was like right, trying like, to... We can't both be open see. for forever. Like, that's not how this yes. works. Eventually, we have to either not be open anymore or go our separate ways. The issue was that I had no one I was waiting for. She did. And so I it was a hard thing to manage because I was like, I want to like give her that space. But like, go figure it out, though. Like, let's stop wasting time. So well, I think also, that's you're probably like, can freaking Tyler and Tanner just come down and take this girl on a date already so we can, like, get over this kind of yes. hurdle that seems inevitable? The, the other the other issue was her friends were, you know, ended up, or, you know, Mercedes and Tyler. So, like, she didn't want to step on those toes, and I completely get that. So it was prolonging it. I was like, listen, like, unique. But for us, like, I understand you have friends, but for us, we you need to go and do that. Mm-hmm. You have to, or we're going to get nowhere. Yeah, that's a, that's that's a tough situation to be in because you're almost like you want to pursue this girl 100%, but then you also you can't because you'll potentially scare her and then you like her but then you're pushing her to like go date other people so then that puts you in just a shitty spot, really. I really just thought she'd come around eventually, like and I thought it was going to be earlier, like but she was going to be like I know, like, let's do it. But it just kept, like, I think that's what kind of, I shelled up, essentially shelled up. Because when I was like, what do I need to prove to her for her to, like, know yeah. this? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I started shelling up, not being as fun. I was like, okay, didn't know how to maneuver with her because she wasn't fully into it. And if she wasn't fully into it, I just kind of, like, I don't know, I shelled up. Well, yeah, Honestly. you're like, I'm getting insecure. Like, yeah, I, I like too. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I would, I, I would get insecure too. I'd be like, I like you. What's it going to take? What do I got to do for you to be all into me? Yeah, and, and I've been into it for a while and you're not there. I'd be, you got a little bit like insecure. There was a, a really interesting point where, you know, it was clear like I was almost having more fun with like her friends and the other girls there just because I, there was, I wasn't trying to prove anything to them and I could be more loose and like, I just never felt that for a while with Jess and I felt uptight because I was just like, I didn't know how to maneuver and like, cause I wasn't feeling fully accepted. Mm-hmm. So I was like, 
it was I just wasn't able to loosen up and have fun until later in the season and then yeah. Okay, so Genevieve comes down and you get a chance to explore someone else, go on a date. Um, the date goes really well, but then what happens? Like, why go back to Jess? Because she's not all in. And did you know while you were on that date, Jess and Tyler kissed? Did, did, what happened there? Okay, so yeah, so obviously. Jen comes down and the next I'm, I'm sorry not to cut you off. I've been trying to figure out this Jess Tyler yeah, thing. Yeah, for yeah. Like yeah the, we've for asked like the like past four, four guests about yeah. this Jess yeah. Tyler It's like thing. no one even cares anymore. Shut the fuck up to myself. But I, I keep, uh, I, know. I feel There's like a few loose ends that were like really dying to close and you have no, the answers. No, that makes, that makes full sense. So Jen came down. It was um, honestly perfect timing in a sense because the night before I said, Jess, you got to do your thing tomorrow. So go take your space and sort that out. And then when Jen came down and asked me on the date, I was like, hey, well, this is going to be the best opportunity. I'm not going to be here. I don't have to watch this shit. I can bring in some adversity to this and see how you feel when I'm gone. I can see how I feel when I'm out on that date, knowing that you're doing your thing back at the beach. And that'll initiate some movement. Good or bad, it'll initiate something. So um, I had a great time with Jen. Um, And honestly, during the date, like I wasn't really... Jen was great. So I wasn't really thinking about Jess during the date, but as soon as things started wrapping up, you started thinking about everything that was going on. Um, and so when I came back, I was really nervous. I actually didn't get to speak to Jess that night. I saw her very briefly, but she was kind of just wrapped up and kind of upset. And so I didn't get to see her till the next day. And so I remember panicking a little bit because I also didn't know what she got up to that day. So I was like, went to bed, like freaking out a little bit. Yeah. When um, you came back that night, yeah. did you have a decision about like what you wanted to do with your little love triangle? Um, I was veering one way, but I knew I needed to sleep on it. Um, okay. And that so I was way was veering. I was like, it was like veering. Jen. Like if I had to make a moment, a decision that moment, I was still going to pick Jess, but Jen really did make me think. This is how I try to explain to people. Jen made sense in my head in terms of like, she was coming in, she was super into it, wanted to, to go forward with it. But like Jess, like my heart was making the decision for Jess, but my, my brain would have made the decision for Jen because Jess wasn't necessarily giving me the things that I needed. And my practical brain was saying, Jen makes more sense here. But my heart was saying, Jess, though. Oh, Blake, sense. you followed your heart, Blake. You, you followed, followed your, your heart. heart. <laughs> but you've also spent so much more time with Jess. Yeah, like yeah. it would yeah. have had to have been like sparks flying, I feel like, for you to have left that to go towards Jen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So the next day you wake up and you have the chance to talk to Jess. Well, I mean, yeah. So the next day is rose ceremony. So I don't get to see her obviously through the day. So I I knew that, uh, I knew that she was probably panicking a little bit too and not knowing where my head was at going into, you know, I had the the roses that, that day. And, uh, again, knowing that like, she's very much in her head. She's an overthinker. She's sensitive and things. Um, I got to talk to Tyler that day. So I had an understanding of where Tyler's head was at. And so I didn't know that they had shared a kiss at that moment, but I could, I knew that they had chatted and I knew that he was still very much interested in Mercedes and that's where his rose was going to go. Um, Interesting. Okay. And so at least that gave me a little bit of like, well, whether she wants it or not, she's not, he's not, he's interested in Mercedes. So it gave me a little bit of, um, 
a, a good feeling anyways. And then Were you happy talking. to hear that they like chatted and there was like some exploration yes. done on her end? Like, would you have been disappointed to come back and find out that she just yes. like sat I'd on the like, like, couch with the girls? I, yes. I was like, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is this, we did this for you to go and do that, right? So yeah, I would have been. And did you have any? Did you have any issue with Tyler personally for making no. a move? Okay. No, because I because I also knew that it was needed. Somebody needs to press her yeah. and like you know yeah. put her in situations where she could feel and figure out if it, I was something she wanted or not. So yeah. no, so no, I I understand that it was needed, but yeah, um, she was she was panicking probably that day, not knowing if the rose was coming or not, because she also unless she talked to Jen, Jen probably honestly would have just said I was super in a Blake and it was, you know, it went well and we had a great time because mm-hmm. we really did. So it might have you know freaked out a little bit um, going to the rose ceremony. There's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Okay, so so then you guys have a conversation that night, and you both like it's you, you flirt with the idea, like you both like still like want to pursue each other. Yeah. So we. So a little side note: I gave her a note earlier that day. I slipped it to another girl to give it to her, but she so she felt a little like calmer going into because I know she was panicking, so she probably had an idea that. It, you know, it was going to go her way that night. So when we sat down, I think she was more calm than she would have been if I didn't smart. try to like help her calm her nerves with that little note going into the night. So when we sat down, what did the down, note say? Uh, you know what? She it was on a little like coffee, like cardboard coffee thing. I forget exactly what it said, but essentially it was like, 
I've essentially told her, I was like thinking about her all day. And like, I don't want you to worry about just something like we're worried about tonight or yeah. whatever it was just to calm her. Um, and then, yeah, we had that conversation. And I think she knew that it was going to be a good one just for my end. Um, and I was curious, honestly, just to see where she was coming from her conversation. Cause she didn't know necessarily that I had talked to Tyler that day and that Tyler wasn't going to necessarily give her the rose. So I was waiting to see how she approached that conversation. And how were she you wondering if she was going to tell you or not? Or were you like confident she was going to bring it up? I, we had a very honest, transparent relationship. So, and all the way through for the most part. So I, yeah, she would have told me and she did. Yeah. And she told you that like they kissed and what, what was kind of the story there? Um, she, she, she was very transparent both times she, when she did eventually talk to Tanner a little bit and felt that out. She didn't feel any connection was there from, you know, the original thought that she, he was like her number one coming down. It just wasn't that a, a click wasn't there that she thought. And so she wasn't interested in that. And then with Tyler, um, she very much was like attracted to him and liked it, but it wasn't like this, what I call a ha moment where you're like, Oh my God, she wasn't like infatuated or felt like it was something strong enough to like make a switch in comparison to right. what we felt. So okay. nothing was topping your guys' relationship. Like your connection with Jen was great. Her time with Tyler was great, but there was the realization like what we have is the strongest right now exactly we both had like the connections with tyler and jen that were good and like but they just stayed good and there wasn't we weren't going to pursue those and breaking what we built. right you weren't going to yeah. like sacrifice no. your current relationship to pursue something else not at that point no okay so now you guys essentially so you you choose each other you decide to move forward with each other um and now it seems like you're you, you know she explores you explore but it doesn't seem like your your relationship is moving forward. Yeah, that was the constant issue. It just felt like we were in neutral all the time. Like we would have really great moments, um, but it, like I kept saying, like, like, like let's put the throttle down. Like, what do we? Why are we just cruising? And um, I just felt like she was in control of that. And um, yeah, I, I can't give like I'm still I still can't fully grasp it's like why we couldn't. I th- it was she was very much in her head at that time and like wavering like I don't know she, I don't I don't know you'd have to interview her again at that moment but were, were you guys having like any tough real life conversations like yeah. potentially how would we make this work in the real world like things like that distance was a thing for her she was worried about that and I mean yeah sure it's you know something but I mean I travel all the time I go through Florida like you know, once a month, essentially. So, like, no, I kept saying, like, that's not going to be an issue. I just, uh, we were having hard conversations. And get, I think the issue was is that I think in the beginning, you could have fun, loose conversations, and then it's supposed to get more serious. And we did the opposite. Like, we were having some, like, serious conversations in the beginning. And then as things were going, she was wanting to see more of a playful, fun side. But because she wasn't accepting of me, and I didn't feel accepted in a way, I was like shelled up and was only just having serious stuff like trying to figure out what it was. It was, and as time went, it was like, we, this at the end is where you have the serious conversations, but she wanted to have the fun stuff. I'm like, we can't do the fun stuff. We need to like figure this out. And I don't feel accepted. So like I'm bottled up. I'm not really loose. So like, it just, yeah, you're like, I don't want to like flirt with you right now. I want to know if you're committed to me. And she's like, I want you to flirt with me so that I can commit to you. Yeah. I was just very lost. Honestly. Uh, 
Okay, so then, um, so then, why not drop your ex fiance down on the beach? So, Katie, <laughs> yeah. Katie, yeah. Katie Thurston shows up, um, but it. I mean, so we don't. We what we see is that you end up pulling Jess at the end of the rose ceremony, and the episode ends. But it did seem like you got a little more clarity when you did talk to Katie. So you want to just break down that conversation with her. Mm -hmm. So up until Katie came, we were having a, a, a good day, Jess and I. Um, and things were like looking up. It was like the fun and stuff that like I know that she was trying to look for and shine up a little bit. And then, of course, <laughs> um, yeah, Katie walks in. And you know what's, what's so funny is like, I totally – it was so – so far into the season at that point that I, you know, immediately thought like the show bringing her in. I was like, oh, maybe, but like it was so far in that I thought that was not going to happen anymore, and right. so it was completely off my mind, completely. And so I remember sitting up in that in that what, what do you call it, where all the where we all sit, and I remember sitting yeah. there and I, I'd had a, a few drinks that day, <laughs> and <laughs> thinking that nothing was going to happen. <laughs> and uh, wait, oh, what? Oh, what? <laughs> what do you? There's so many places. The top to room, sit on like, that no, it's a big. Like, up, you know, up, we're sitting where like, we where all the picnic benches are, like the tables. Like, people come up and like, yes, up, yes yeah. yeah, the main bar yeah, area yeah. thing. What, what do you, yeah. what do you call yeah, it? Yeah, I guess there there isn't a name yeah, for that area. It? I guess the pool. The, yeah, the pool. Area. By the pool. Like the big, yeah, the pool yeah, area. Call that. Call that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a couple drinks that day. I remember like looking around. Every camera was pointed at me. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? That's a terrible yeah, that's a bad sign. And then, you know, Katie has this very distinct, um, like, hello. And I heard it coming up the stairs. And I was like, whoa. And then I looked to my right and she was there. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I just like, yeah. so many thoughts. Um, I knew she was going to pull me right away, obviously. Everyone was staring at me. I just, and then it just happened. And uh, that conversation I was not prepared for, which I think was a good thing because yeah. it was very raw. Um, but I was like looking like a ghost. Like I remember just staring at her and she was saying things. I was like, what are you doing? You know? <laughs> do you, did you, did you, do you feel like after that conversation with Katie, like you, you didn't feel anything romantic towards her. Did you? No, I, w I didn't, I wouldn't say romantic, but I remember feeling emotional. Like I remember feeling like yeah. last time I, I know, it was just a lot like soaking in a lot at the same time. And I remember, um, just like met like good memories, right? When you see them, it was like a good memories thing with her. Like I wasn't thinking about bad. And so it was like an emotional thing, especially hashing all that out, bringing up all these things. It wasn't romantic, but it was like an emotional, like, yeah, feeling for sure. Yeah. It's like a heavy moment because yeah. you have so much history with this person and you obviously haven't talked to them in so long. And last time I saw you her in person, the last time I saw her in person was, you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't great in San Diego, but last time was, we were together, we broke up, you know, through FaceTime. And so like the last physical moment I had with her was good. And so like, just interesting to see her again like that. Was there, was she at all giving like, Hey, maybe we should try again or, or no. Not a tone that I, I took in that moment. Um, I, I felt like she was certainly like happy to see me and happy to be there and happy to, you know, have that conversation. And maybe that could have sparked something, but I didn't feel like she was there to like necessarily pursue me or anything. I didn't feel like that in that moment. No. Okay. So you have, you, you have the conversation with her, you guys 
you know, you walk away. Um, where's your head now with Jess? So I think Katie's here to stay, of course. They're afraid to make me feel that way. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't no, say that no, she's about to host. No. Like, and she's like, she's single yeah, as far as anyone yeah. knows. At I don't know anything. Yeah. So. so I'm just thinking she's actually here to do do the thing. And I'm like, so the first off, the worst thing, because I know it's going to mess up the Jess situation. We're already having our issues. And like, I, I'm thinking about what Jess is potentially thinking, but I'm hoping like, Jess, like, just sort your, sort your, this is where I need you to sort out your shit because I got a lot going on now. You know what I mean? Like, this is where I need you to come in, be secure, be calm, and like, not freak. Oh, we know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you we know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, true. <laughs> so so yeah. So yeah. It was um I, I yeah, I was I was worried, but I really like if she knew, if Jess knew what she did know, that Katie was not going to be an issue being on the beach in that way. It would have like made things difficult, but it wasn't going to change how I thought about Jess, really. But it would have made me it definitely did make me think about where I was at with Jess in comparison to like how I did things with Katie. And there was a comparison there in terms of like where we're at, what we were doing that. it did. That right. it did well, do. we do see you say, yeah, we do well, we see, see you that. say in an interview, um, I'm not going to get this exactly right, but you basically say seeing Katie today and knowing how little time you spent yeah. together, but like mm-hmm. how strong the feelings were really made sense to you and you, you get it. But with Jess, you've had so much time and the feelings still don't really make sense to you. And that's where you're struggling now. It wasn't as much like, oh, I'm seeing Katie and I don't know how I feel about Jess. It was like the comparison of like time versus like progression of the relationship. Yeah, I just feel like Katie was um, had less time essentially to really grasp who I was and was, you know, so in and like new and then. Jess and I had just so much time, more time, and I she just was still wasn't sure, and that was knowing, and then also knowing where we need to get to. And I knew what was around the corner, what it takes to make that type of commitment. And with Jess, it was just like kind of sinking in. It's like we're nowhere near where we need to be right now. So it was a real yeah. It's like how are it we going to get there? But a realization as to like how you get to love. We were we weren't near. We just weren't. And help yeah. Katie helped me realize that by coming down and like the emotion of it like a wake-up call a little bit huh and you're in being in the room with katie and just at the same time now at the roast um as that are you like realizing like do you have more of a connection with katie is there anything happening with like being in the room with both of them or at this point katie's now like hosting and it's different i i felt awkward it naturally felt awkward um yeah that's just fair. yeah it was more awkward than anything and yeah i wasn't feeling anything necessarily towards katie um i didn't know because i knew i also was like thinking like how is jess handling it it was more like thinking about well, what is jess thinking about like i knew that i was fine and i knew that i wasn't you know going to pursue katie in any capacity but what is jess thinking how is she managing it so it was more like just thinking about the whole situation well, did you ever did you ask did you would you ask jess like would you be like hey like how are you handling this like where's your head i probably could have done a i probably could have done a better job of that um i just was like so sure that she knew that there was not going to be a thing there that I should have maybe assumed and maybe checked in more on that end. But to be honest, I was just very selfish in that moment. And I think some of it is 
um, understandable, I think. But yeah, like, she, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're in shock. Yeah, just a lot taking in a lot, taking a, a lot. Bit. But I think she knew that you know, Katie and I were not going to be a thing there. So, had you guys talked about Katie and just like your history before mm-hmm. that point? Yeah, I would okay. say probably week two. I it was essentially a full breakdown. Um, there's a shot where we're on a, anyways, on a bench and we're real cuddling essentially. And I'm breaking everything down. So what all happened and how, so she understood where I was at in my feelings prior to Katie coming on. Gotcha. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during black history month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And, of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure... It kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's time to hear her side of the story. Joe and Serena sit down for an intimate conversation with Maria Georges on Bachelor Happy Hour. I have to ask, I heard a rumor that you were dating at one point one of Drake's best friends. Oh, Lord, have mercy on me. Listen to Bachelor Happy Hour on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Bachelor Happy Hour. Listen now everywhere you listen to podcasts and don't miss part two Monday night. Okay, without spoiling too much, um, where the episode leaves off is you pull Jess to what looks to be a, a serious conversation. Um, we see her say, you're making me nervous. Um, and like, obviously you can't spoil it. Um, but like, I don't know, what could you tell us about your headspace in that moment? And this was, this was prior to the, the ceremony itself, the cocktail party? Yeah, this is the cocktail. Yeah, the cocktail party. So we've seen the roast, and now we're at the cocktail party. And everyone's kind of like, "Oh, they're about to have a serious conversation." And everyone's having like meltdowns after this roast. So it's it's looking like it's looking like you are about to have the breakup breakup conversation with Jess if there's going to be one, or a very serious conversation about the state of your relationship. Yeah. So I think that the the best way to try to explain it is the roast, the roast was not a good thing for, for Jess and I, we we definitely had our difficulties with that. And there were some jokes said that kind of rocked the boat, um, 
for Jess. So she was not um, in the best headspace coming out of that row. So was not happy just in general about the day situation with Katie in general. And then some things that triggered her in the, in the roast. And so yeah, that, we see you ask her, like, are you sure you're okay? And she's like, I'm fine. Like basically like, leave me alone. Like she's obviously yeah. not okay, but she's like, doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. There's some things that she wasn't happy about both on my end. She wasn't happy about. Um, and then she had jokes that also triggered her on top of everything else. So she definitely wasn't in a great place. And at the end of the night at the roast, we were not in a good place. I remember walking away being very frustrated and just like, well, what am like, what is happening? Yeah. So yeah, the next day waking up, um, I just knew that it was going to be a pivotal conversation we need to have the direction it was going to go in. I had an idea that I think that it could potentially be turned around, um, based on responses and, you know, her having a day to fully grasp and think about everything that went on. Yeah. I, yeah, that conversation is definitely a pivotal one. I'll leave it at that. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's, that's what we assume. We'll and then assume. we have to ask before we're going to do a little game with you. Um, but we've seen a lot of like social media stirring the pod, or I don't know what you want to call it with you and Katie. Yeah. It looked like she was at like some event you had. Yeah. There's been some photos posted. I literally had a friend text me and be like, are Blake and Katie dating? Like, I'm so confused what's happening. <laughs> do you want to comment on that at all? So, You'll, I mean, you'll see with, uh, well, you saw with the episode, like it was a very cordial, mutual, mature conversation that allowed us to like essentially connect again in the outside world, but a very friendly manner um, to the point where now it just feels um, truly just supportive. It's like she bounces off the news. I knew she was going on, on the, that other show. We're able to connect in the outside world in a way that, like, you should have a healthy, or can have a healthy relationship with an ex. Um, that's good. And so that's where that is. And so um, when that event was happening in San Diego, I was going to invite her, especially with some of the other, you know, bachelor folks coming. And so um, yeah, it was a lot of fun that night. I'm glad she came, and it was, uh, yeah, it was a, it was a good support because uh, I think prior in our relationship, the wildlife thing maybe rock the boat a little thing a little bit and i think it there's a little bit of spite there with me traveling a lot and not be able to spend as much time as we maybe liked and so her, her coming around in another sense and really supporting that work now is uh, a really um nice and appreciative thing that yeah it's good nice that's great that's great so mature okay blake let's play a game okay rapid fire questions you ready yeah all right are you more of an introvert or extrovert introvert uh, I don't know if I buy that. Dude, I'm, really? I'm a thousand I buy that. I'm a thousand percent. I mean, it's, you put, who am I to say, but just being out, being out with you, I just feel like you're you're more of an extrovert. Yeah. People that right. go, How many introverts still just hide in their room all the time. Though, right? Introverts use alcohol to like help in those social settings because I'm not a social butterfly and that alcohol helps me. So when, and every time we see each other, I'm usually at least five tequilas in, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's surprising. But you, but you're very personable. Like even right now, like you come on this podcast, you don't really have any hesitation. I would argue, Joe, that you're partially an introvert. Yeah, yeah, I think you're I, yeah. quite an introvert. Yeah, I would yeah. say, I would say too. But you're still social. You yeah, know? I'd say we're probably similar. Okay, yeah. uh, I should have just kept my mouth shut. I, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> what would be what would be your uh, go to paradise cocktail? Uh, tequila, soda, and lime, and shot. Nice. Yeah. What is the first thing you would buy if you won the lottery? Ooh, uh, land for like in a sanctuary, like an exotic sanctuary. 
What is your go-to pump-up song? Oh, man. Oh, it's something with the train in it. I'm terrible with music, dude. Uh, train, uh, train in Vain? Is that what's the Vain in the train? I, I, I don't know. Nah, sorry. Terrible with music. It's the one thing I suck at. That's fine. All right. Um, this question, I think, this question, I'm actually curious to hear what you say. What is one item on your bucket list? Ooh, I want to go up uh, to North North Canada, like eat like seal blubber and see how the to like Cali and see how they live up there and like igloos and actually do the Canada that you think is what every Canadian is, Joe. Seal blubber. Yeah, like you know how they they literally live yeah. out up in the middle of nowhere and you know, they really live off the land and it's like yeah, I want to do that. I want to do an extreme thing like that. I would maybe do that with no, you. No, you, you wouldn't. Do you would no. do a day. <laughs> He'd be like, is there four seasons up here? <laughs> I'm good in the corner. Okay. Do you have any uh do you have any dating deal breakers? Mm, dating deal breakers. No, not really, man. I'm pretty I mean, there's red flags for sure, but like a deal breaker dating, like I wouldn't want to date you mean? Like I wouldn't date someone if they like weren't willing to move to Canada or mm. if they were like rude to wait staff or yeah, burps in your face. I don't know. Jesus. Um, what an example. <laughs> Not really, man. I'm pretty accepting. What if they like hated animals and they weren't? Yeah. Like, or yeah. They weren't yeah well, if they hate animals. Like, tested fair. on if, animals. If, fair. if they had like no, if, if I educated them on the things that I'm passionate about that make a lot of sense and they were ignorant to those after the fact, and then, then yeah, that would that would really throw me off. Okay. Yeah. What is your favorite place in the whole world? I don't want to say my cottage, but like my cottage probably, or or Kenya probably. My grandparents are from Kenya. Oh yeah, actually, yeah. You haven't you haven't been? I'm really glad we mm-hmm. I'm really glad we added this question on here. Wait, where's I your like, cottage, Blake? It's like um, north hour north of Bell, hour north of Kingston. What lake is it on? You wouldn't know it. Mississauga on. It's in uh, Lando Lakes region near Bonnetco Provincial Park. Okay. Wow. I really know that area. Um, if you could go on any other reality show, what would Easy. it be? Easy. There's a couple. Um, uh, Naked and Afraid is a challenge, self-challenge. <laughs> and Joe literally just joked about going to that show today. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> or like yeah. alone. Like something where I'm, it's a self-challenge like out in the woods probably. Or like special okay. forces would be uh, cool too, because I think I I do good on that. But like something like that. What is your love language? Uh, physical touch, probably a quality time. Favorite dessert? I look like a I look like a simple carrot cake, Joe. I like something simple like that. <laughs> I respect simple it. carrot cake. <laughs> I, respect it. I thought you were going to say like chocolate. a twenty ingredient yeah. cake. Uh, is it? Yeah, I never import- make it, but like. I- yeah. Oh, interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Carrot cake. I, I well, you gotta ch- like shave the carrots. Right. That takes some time. I, I mean, I'm I'm also a fan of a simple. Yeah. Uh, I like a simple chocolate cake too. Um, most important item to pack for paradise. Uh, for me, it's my my like my this is this is important to me. I need to keep this so like a beer uh, trimmer. Like I need to it needs to be a certain length all the time. So okay. If you could live as an animal, what animal would it be? A loon. A what? A loon. A loon. loon. Yeah, do you know what that is? I don't think you would know what that is. I don't know what it is. Well, just play play their noise that they make, right? And it might trigger 
It might trigger. What it, Do you know what, what a loony a, is? A loony? Yeah. A, I, like a loony tune. <laughs> <laughs> so a loony is Canada's $1 coin. Okay. And on it is a loon, which is like, it's like, um, it's a bird. Okay. It would be similar-esque to like a goose or a ge- like geese, but it's, it's prettier. A, yeah, it's a, it's an aquatic like swan esque. Yeah, it's aquatic okay. like water waterfowl. They swim. They're elegant. They're like pretty like iconic. Duck. They're iconic. You, you we'll send you a link after. You'll know exactly. Yeah, uh, you guys don't have to. All right. Uh, okay. <laughs> thank you, Blake. Thank you so much for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for having me. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. And remember, no new episodes of Golden Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise this week, but make sure to tune in November 30th for the live finale of Golden Bachelor, followed by a new episode of Bachelor in Paradise. And even though there's no new TV episodes this week, we'll still have new episodes of Bachelor Happy Hour. So make sure to tune in because we have something very special planned for you all. Thanks again, everyone, and see you next time. So this year, I'm really focused on my health, sticking to a routine, and that's why I've been loving Symbiotica. Symbiotica is one of the fastest growing health and wellness companies out right now, and they're one of the only brands that are wholly committed to your health. They don't use any seed oils, no preservatives or toxins in their supplements. They source the best ingredients from all around the world, and they're super easy to take when you're on the go. They also taste good. I try to stay really consistent with my morning routine and something that I always include is taking my supplements every single day. I've been taking these Symbiotica supplements and loving them. My goal has been to support my immune system with the supplements that I've been taking. So I've been taking them every morning with my coffee and my breakfast. Joe does as well. And I've been really loving the results that I've been seeing. My routine, I have my eggs in the morning, I take a Symbiotica and I'm ready to take on the day, hit the gym, I'm more alert, I just feel good. What's even better is that Symbiotica makes it a breeze to stay on track. With a subscription, your supplements arrive at your doorstep every month. Ready to feel the results? Head over to Symbiotica.com and use Bachelor for 15% off your subscription order. There's a whole collection of black lead products that fit into your daily routine. Show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase because every time we buy a black lead brand, we make room for another black lead brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.